Welcome to the Duval Pride Podcast. Here we are with episode 14. Today we'll be reviewing the draft for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we'll be just kind of going through the the picks that the Jaguars made, um, how those new players fit with the Jaguars, how they fit with the scheme the Jaguars are going to kind of be running uh, in the upcoming season, and then some of my draft grades, um, I'll grade each player um, with a look at, you know, how did the Jaguars arrive at those picks, as we did have some trades that happened to get to some of those picks, and then we'll give an overall grade for the entire draft. So, diving right in, um, obviously round number one, the Jaguars had the first overall pick, and everybody knows that was Trayvon Walker, defensive end from Georgia. Uh, Lots of hand-wringing over this pick, obviously. Um, It was not as clear-cut as last season with Trevor Lawrence going number one overall in the 2021 NFL Draft. Um, lots of back and forth with whether or not this was going to be Trevon Walker or Aiden Hutchinson or uh, one of those offensive tackles. A lot of folks wanted a wide receiver, playmaker for Trevor in this offense. Um, Ultimately, I feel like the Jaguars got who they wanted. Uh, I, the question I had was, you know, does Trayvon Walker have the depth of experience of some of the other edge rushers available? That's the, the number one question mark that keeps popping up. You know, he only had nine, nine and a half sacks in his three-year college career at Georgia. So that's, that's a big kind of question mark. For a guy you drafted to be an edge rusher. But did they draft him to be an edge rusher? That's the question. Did they draft him to be an edge rusher? Or did they draft him strictly for his versatility? Um, I think overall for this position. He has the most upside. As far as his athletic ability. Uh, and I feel like that translates to him having the highest ceiling of any of those players, whether that's Hutchinson or the offensive tackles that you can compare him to. Um, I feel like you can't really move Hutchinson around on that defensive line like you can Walker, and I think that makes Walker's ceiling infinitely higher than Hutchinson's ceiling will be. I mean, Hutchinson at the end of the day may be a better edge rusher, but Walker at the end of the day may be the better player because he can move around more on the the defensive line and therefore provide you different flexibility with your defense. Um, as I mentioned, that positional versatility, they did speak a little bit with uh, Doug Peterson and Trent Balky this week, and they said they did want him to focus on 
the edge rushing position for now and I heard a little bit more from some of the positional coaches as well on the defense that for now Walker is going to focus strictly on edge rushing that position but down the road they're now ruling out that he could blend into those other positions you know move inside play the different techniques along the defensive line and really become a more versatile well-rounded player along that defensive line and that that could be a more dangerous position a more dangerous player I should say that the offense the opposing offense really has to compensate for because if you don't really know where he's going to line up if he's dynamic at multiple positions he creates a lot of opportunities not only for himself but also for the players around him and I think of guys like Josh Allen who we saw play so well you know getting 10 sacks in his rookie season with when he was next to a guy like Calais Campbell and Unique Ngakwe, um, just creating those dynamic matchups for those players, creating those mismatches for guys like Josh Allen, guys like Devin Lloyd, who we'll talk about later. Um, Trevon Walker can do that, and we'll see that round into shape. It may not happen this year. It may happen towards the end of this season as he starts to grow more into whatever role the Jaguars are going to put him in for that defense. But I definitely do feel like they, they got who they wanted here. Um, I feel like they got the most versatile athlete on the defense that they could get. Uh, I felt like they're, they're definitely better athletes in this draft. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau comes to mind. I feel like he's a better athlete. But versatility is what I point to with Walker. I feel like Walker is the more versatile athlete in this group. And I think, like, that is what speaks to me as to why he was the number one overall pick and why the Jaguars chose to go there. So overall for Trevon Walker, I gave that a B plus um, grade. I just feel like there are some question marks, you know, as far as its production goes and exactly how the Jaguars are going to utilize him. Um, and really, at the top of the draft, it is a bit of a crapshoot. It, it is a bit of a guessing game. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how he plays out. I, I think he's going to be a good player. I don't know if he's going to go out there and light the world on fire and get a whole bunch of sacks. I, I kind of doubt that he will. But I feel like he is going to be the kind of player that is going to pay dividends in the future because of he, he's not the player that's going to get you sacks himself. I think he's going to create opportunities for other players on the defensive line 
and the defense because of the mismatches that he he will create for those players. You know, Aaron Donald is not going to always create the sack or not going to always get the sacks himself, but he creates a lot of mismatches for players in that Rams defense. So therefore, he's one of the best defensive players in the league because he creates all of those mismatches which create the sacks that the Rams defense gets. That's kind of how I feel like Trayvon hopefully will eventually get to. Uh, Moving on to the Jaguars' second pick. This was round number one, number 27 overall. It was, of course, Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Utah. Uh, So a quick note here, they did trade this to get back into the first round here with Tampa Bay for the number 27 overall pick. They gave Tampa the uh, round two, number 33 overall, round four, number 106, and round six, number 180. I'll say this, this is the pick I'm most excited about. he seems to be more than just a linebacker to me. He he can play in multiple spots. He's he's got the coverage skills. He's got the run defense and the pass rush skills. I think they're gonna use him like a Swiss Army knife, much like Trayvon Walker. Oddly enough, I feel like they are building a defense with players who are versatile. And that, I think, is very important. As you see the offense in the NFL trending more and more towards speed, more and more towards just getting guys in space and letting them run, you're going to have to get defenses that are fast and players who are not tailored more towards positions but more towards being just athletes who can move from position to position and are just strictly speedy guys, athletic guys, who can go chase down those offensive guys. I feel like Devin Lloyd is one of those guys. Um, Him in combination with Aluakwan and Mama will provide a solid core of linebackers for the Jaguars defense. That linebacker core went from just one player, Aluakon, to now having Mama, who we'll talk about later, and Lloyd. It went from just, you know, Aluakon to being very, very young and very, very athletic just after this draft. This this linebacker core looks incredibly fast and incredibly athletically diverse. You know, you've got Alua Kwon who led the league in tackles last year. You've got Mama, who we'll talk about, but it looks like he's more of the traditional style linebacker who's the run stuffer, the hard-nosed guy who just stuffs gaps. And then you've got Lloyd, who looks like more of the 
well-rounded but more versatile linebacker who's a little bit more speedy, who can play at the different positions. You might even be able to kick him out to cover um, a wide receiver in the slot, something like that. This linebacker core is very diverse, very athletic, and looks to be very dangerous on paper. Something that the opposing offenses are going to have to prepare for. You can definitely see situations where Lloyd would kick down and play with his hand on the ground and maybe be an edge rusher in, in certain packages for the defense. So overall, I give this an A+. I know they had to trade back in to get him and they had to give up some more draft capital to go get Lloyd, but I think it's worth it. Um, I think he's going to be a great player for us going forward. Uh, moving on to the Jaguars' third pick uh, was all the way down into round three, number 65 overall, Luke Fortner, center from Kentucky. Um, this is pretty obvious. This is Brandon Linder's replacement. Um, I think he's going to start at center for the Jaguars week one. I, I think um, Shatley's going to probably be the backup center. Uh, even though he did sign that, that contract extension, I think Shatley's going to give way here and uh, just be the backup center. And Shatley will get an opportunity to compete for the left guard starting spot against Barch. Um, it'll be either Barch or Shatley at left guard for the Jaguars come week one. Fortner will, in my opinion, start for the Jaguars at center week one. Uh, he provides another anchor to that offensive line for years to come, much like Linder and Meester did before him. Um... So just a, a great pickup here for the Jaguars. Feels like they got, you know, they're, they're not going to lose any continuity there with the center position uh, that they had for so many years with Meester and then they had for so many years here with Linder. Um, so I give this one an A uh, for Fortner. Uh, feels like they got their, their center for years to come here. The next pick for the Jaguars was round three, number 70 overall, uh, Chad Mama, linebacker from Wyoming. And the minute this pick came down, everybody was asking, you know, another linebacker, really? Uh, I think everybody felt like maybe the Jaguars might go wide receiver or tight end here. Uh, but when you look at what they did with this pick in the grand scheme of things with how they're building this defense, uh, this kind of makes sense. This is a good pick because it kind of further solidifies and adds some versatility to the defense. Um, as I was talking about with Lloyd, this gives you a lot more versatility because all of a sudden in nickel situations, you don't necessarily have to go to taking 
one of the three linebackers off the field. You could have continue to have Aluakun on the field with Mama as the second linebacker. Lloyd could kick out to cover. Or you could even have situations where Lloyd is playing as a, di- a down lineman rushing the quarterback and Mama's playing as the other linebacker. Mama just provides... He's more, again, as I said earlier, he's more of a traditional-style linebacker. Um, The the run-stuffer, the the gap-closer-type linebacker. Uh, He definitely looks more athletic than somebody like we were used to seeing in that style, like Puzlesny in the past. But... um, I think this is a really good pick. I I think this is going towards how they want to build the defense to be more athletic and more versatile and kind of in the mold of that Tampa Bay defense and how that's built. Um, Obviously, we have the Tampa Bay defense linebackers coach who is now the uh, defensive coordinator here so I gave this one an A I think this was a good pick and and I I think Chad Mama will be a good addition to this linebacker core all right we'll go to the next pick for the Jaguars which was round five number uh, 154 overall Snoop Connor running back Ole Miss uh, again, another trade here for the Jaguars to get back into the, uh, or to get actually earlier into the fifth round to get Snoop Connor. They traded with the Eagles uh, for the 154th pick. They gave the Eagles uh, two sixth round picks, number 188 and number 198 overall, to get to that 154 spot. Um, Kind of some debate on whether or not they could have just waited to get Snoop Connor. Um, I, I don't precisely remember how how far they would have had to wait um, to get to, to, to draft him, but I, I think they, they didn't jump up that far. Um, anyway, getting into his analysis here. Uh, he is a short yardage specialist. There's no doubt about that. He's more of a short yardage back. Um, fantasy note here for folks who play fantasy football. He could be a fantasy vulture for James Robinson. So notes to take there if you draft James Robinson next season in your fantasy drafts. Um, I could definitely see some situations where Robinson gets us down the field and then Snoop comes in and, and takes a little two-yard run into the end zone and takes away the touchdown from Robinson. So something to think about there. Uh, overall, he should be a good change of pace back for Robinson um, and a good change of pace for ETN. I'm not sure quite how much they're going to use ETN in the actual run game. Um, I feel like Robinson and ETN are kind of the same player when it comes to the run game. 
I feel like ETN will give them more from the pass game perspective. But as far as like the actual run running back mold, they're kind of the same player. So, um, but Connor should give them actually a different kind of player. He, he's actually um, in that mold of Carlos Hyde, really, when you think about it. Obviously, we hope he's a lot better than Carlos Hyde. Uh, he's a plotter. He's a big, bigger type back. I will share this. All the analysis I saw online, all the you know experts I read, read from the talking heads on NFL Network, ESPN, Pro Football Talk, all those different sites and things like that, said he was slow, but his he ran a four-five-nine forty-yard dash. But watching some of the film on like YouTube and things like that. He does have a good burst, and he does have some nice top-end speed when he gets to it. It does take him a bit to get to that top-end speed, but when he gets there, he's fast. Um, So that's something to consider. He's not like this slow... He's not a fullback. He's he's a running back. He's just... He's not going to have, you know... He's not going to hit the line of scrimmage and bang, he's gone. Um... I feel like they're going to use him in in different ways. The other good thing is he's a great pass protection um, guy. Is one of the other points that everybody was pointing out in his analysis. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits into the rotation. Overall, I gave him a grade, uh, or I gave this pick a grade of, of B plus. Um, Again, the question mark of, you know, did the Jaguars have to trade up to get him? Could they have waited? Probably. So, um, just a B-plus for him, for uh, Snoop Connor. Uh, moving on to round number six, uh, number 197 overall, Gregory Jr., cornerback from Oachita Baptist. So this is the first ever draft pick from Oachita Baptist, uh, a small little school in Arkansas. He is an athletic corner with good speed. Uh, he ran a 4-4-6-40. Um, not afraid to press receivers. He's not afraid to get up in somebody's face at the line of scrimmage. So that's encouraging. Um, he's a he's a project. He's a project type corner. He's going to have to show out in special teams. He's got to be a special teams guy to make the team. Um, I'm debating whether or not he's he's going to maybe make like the practice squad. Probably. Who knows. Um, it, it, it's really going to be something. Can the Jaguars get more out of him in the future? And... Does this ultimately go down as a wasted draft pick? Because, you know, is is this something that, is this a pick they could have used differently? Could they have gone somewhere else with him, with with this pick, instead of on a guy that's more of a a developmental player? Um, You know, it's round six. It's kind of towards the end of round six. You know, you're not going to get... 
a great player here in round six, but there could be a position of need that you could fill here. Um, wide receiver comes to mind. Tight end comes to mind. You know, did the Jaguars reach a bit on this guy and make a pick here out of, you know, luxury rather than necessity? And I'd argue that a team that is picking for the second year in a row at the top of the draft probably should be picking out a necessity all the way through and not luxury any time. So, overall I gave this one a B. I don't know a whole ton a lot about Gregory Jr., so I'm not going to not gonna say much about him. Um, hopefully he's kind of a diamond in the rough and he turns out to be a really good corner down the road. Uh, the final pick for the Jaguars was round 7, number 222 overall, uh, Monteric Brown, cornerback from Arkansas. Um, this guy seems like more of a corner that the Jaguars expect to make the team purely as a corner. Um, looks like he'll be competing as a depth position type player. Um, I also saw that he's he did play some safety. So he could, in college, he played some safety. So he might be able to compete a little bit to uh, not only make the team as a corner, but also um, provide some depth at safety as well. Um, he'll also need to show out in the special teams. As anybody, any player really trying to make the team purely as depth, drafted late in the draft, they need to show out on special teams because that's where they're going to make their money. So, um, overall, grade a B. Um, I feel like he's got one of the other things I saw about him is he has really good ball skills. He had six interceptions, I believe, in his career in college. So, that's something that can't be overlooked. The Jaguars have had terrible turnover numbers. Um, in their last few seasons. So, uh, something encouraging there. Um, so yeah, th those are the draft picks for the Jaguars overall grade for the Jaguars draft. I gave them a B plus. There's obviously some questionable decisions. Uh, it was a heavy defensive draft. Obviously, um, only one player taken on the offensive side. They got a center, um, no, or and actually two players, sorry. The center and the running back forgot about the running back. Uh, they didn't get any wide receivers. They didn't get any tight ends. They didn't get a left guard. Um, makes you wonder what, how they're going to fill those positions. Obviously, they, they addressed the tight end position in free agency uh, with Evan Ingram. They addressed the wide receiver position in free agency with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. Um, left guard, who know, uh, yeah, left guard, who knows? I, I don't know what they're going to do with that position. Uh, is it in-house? Is it Shatley? Is it Barch? Is it somebody else? Is it 
somebody on a different team right now that they're just hoping gets released. Don't know. Um, I, I kind of wish they had used one of those picks on, on somebody just as a flyer um, to see if one of those guys could flash and, and potentially start at that position. It will continue to be interesting to see how they fit these players into um, this team. Um, I feel like the defense got a lot better. I feel like they've made some additions at every level of the defense, obviously. Um, But we'll see. We'll see how they all fit together. And uh, uh, we'll see how everything kind of plays out with uh, who fits into what spot. Um, As we go forward here... um, this podcast is going to be released on uh, Thursday the 12th. We'll, we should be getting the schedule released tonight. So I'll plan to do an episode on um, on that. And then we'll probably take a little bit of a, a hiatus a little bit um, as <clears throat> the news cycle for the NFL will inevitably slow down a little bit. Here through the summer months until we pick it up into training camp. When we get going into um, training camp, we will obviously come back and start talking about the upcoming season as the Jaguars prep to go into the 2022-2023 season. Um, Yeah, and then we'll, we'll do the weekly episodes again into the season. Uh, as they start to play through the season um and and obviously if anything any big news comes up through the season we will have an episode to talk about that but i just want to give you guys kind of a an update of what i'm thinking about as we get into really the the dead months um before the season starts so yeah um Once again, appreciate everybody listening. Please um, like, subscribe, and rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it. And until uh, we talk again, go Jags.